Do you have secret places, hikes through thickets of blazing orange daylilies, hidden ponds far from the summer crowds? Do you tell people about them? What people do you tell? When I first moved to Cape Cod, I had a favorite beach, just a gentle recess between the dunes on the bay side. To reach it, you drove down a deeply pitted, narrow sand road, always mindful of cars in the opposite direction. Once every summer, it seemed, it took out my muffler. And yet the hassle was all the more rewarding, because once there, you felt that you had earned the pleasure of a long bake in the sun, or a solitary walk, or a nude swim. In anticipation of a business trip, my wife and I asked some friends from Boston to house-sit. Wanting to be a gracious host, I showed them my special beach, but asked them very seriously to please keep the location a secret. But a few weeks after our return, there they were with four of their friends who would no doubt tell four more of theirs. It may have been the first time it occurred to me places like this were secret treasures not to be given away. Some years later, and now a member of the select board, I was at a meeting with the Cape Cod National Seashore Superintendent who shared their plan to advertise all of the park's bike trails and dune walks and hiking paths, among them the little beach I loved, to visitors from all over the world. In a kind of panic, I made a wild proposition. I suggested that of course they'd want to highlight all the park's big public beaches, but why not say that the park is full of hidden treasures for visitors to discover for themselves. And they bought it. The little beach was still safe. Its cover was blown for good, however, when a freelance travel writer sold an article about it to a large national newspaper that appeared the Sunday before the 4th of July. Within days, the parking lot was jammed, cars got stuck in the sand, and the beach was littered with plastic bags, diapers, and beer bottles. I know it's naive to imagine we might still have secret places out here. Certainly now, when uploading a photograph of a beach to Instagram offers many people more pleasure than actually swimming in it. But an old-fashioned part of me has always thought we ought to earn the right to special places, either by living here long enough to find out about them from the old-timers or discovering them on our own. Right or wrong, it seems to me, there are dues to pay. Lately, posts from a new social media network have begun appearing in my inbox, primarily used by newcomers seeking local connections, on the face of it, a helpful service. Except, what does it mean for someone to suddenly move here and consider themselves fully entitled to know all the places it took you years to find out about. The other day, I saw a post that said, Hi, I'm Heather, your new neighbor from West Hartford. We just opened our new summer house. Where's the best place to pick blueberries? And where can I park when the Newcomb Hollow parking lot is full? I can really tell 
I've become a crusty old Cape Codder when I start sounding exactly like the people who used to call me a wash ashore. But in my opinion, having an extra $900,000 for a second home does not make someone my neighbor. My neighbor is in the house across the street, shivering when the power goes out in February. My neighbor is struggling to find a new primary care doc for her family because hers just left the local health service. My neighbor sits next to me on very boring town committees. Heather is not my neighbor. She is entitled to every joy that the Cape has to offer. But I'm not going to tell her where to park near Duck Pond or where I get saute mulch, or where to pick blackberries, she's going to have to live here long enough to discover it for herself. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.